bowed, eyes closed, let us pray. Lord God, Father in heaven, there's so many forces right now that are trying to keep you from speaking through me this morning. so difficult preaching truth. It's one of the most difficult things I experience from day to day. And sometimes I even wonder why I bother. So I just trust in you. trust that my rewards are not here on this earth in this earth but they're in heaven with you and so God I pray that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit right now especially and that I would speak your word with boldness and joy. For you are God, and I am your servant. And I pray for strength to read and speak the truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Reads, For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you, Gentiles, Gentiles, notice that. Paul is talking about the Gentiles in this particular section. And I want to encourage you to listen because he's speaking to all of us this morning. Because unlike Paul, who was a Jew in the fullest extent, a descendant a direct descendant of Jacob, many of us are not. And therefore, Paul is speaking to us. So I want to encourage you to listen. I want to encourage you to think about these things because they truly are a blessing. The grace of God is a blessing to those who are especially not Jews. That is, descendants, direct descendants of Jacob, Israel, children of Israel by birth. So Paul has been given, ironically, has been given the task 
to preach or to minister to the Gentiles. And that's why he describes himself as a prisoner of Christ Jesus. And it's rightly said, because that's really what he had become. At one time, he was a persecutor of the new converts during that time to Christianity. And but now, God in his sovereignty has chosen him to become a prisoner of Christ Jesus. That is, a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ. And he goes on to say, Surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you, the Gentiles. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. The gospel came to Paul by revelation. It was not something that he had particularly thought of or made up. It came by revelation, divine revelation from God. And he's making that clear here. And we need to be clear of this as well. That anytime we read these words, that these words are the truth and they are the revelation of God's will. Amen? Verse 4. And reading this then, you will, be made, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to men in other generations as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel. Members together of one body and shares together in the promise in Jesus Christ. This is the gospel. God's favor upon us, upon sinners. We must not forget that we are sinners saved by grace through faith. In Christ Jesus alone. It is the grace of God. It is an unmerited favor of God. It is his blessing to us. Sinners. And we can't, that's why earlier, Paul, I don't know if you remember when he talked about, we can't boast about our salvation because our salvation really is, a, is the grace of God. It's a gift from God. We didn't earn it. We didn't merit it. We, we, we have, we didn't earn it. It's just that simple. We didn't earn it. It was nothing we did to, to earn salvation from God. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing no one could do to earn salvation. It has to be given. And it's given by God. And it's a gift. And Paul will talk about that a little bit as we read further. Verse 7. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace. As I said earlier, 
given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all God's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. It is in Christ and through faith in Christ we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how high or I should say how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know his love, to know this love that surpasses all knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who was able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to the power that is at work within us, believers in Christ Jesus. To him be glory in the church, the assembly of God's people, God's elect, and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. I cannot add nothing to that. It's all been said by the Spirit this morning. And let us thank Him with heads bowed, eyes closed. Lord God, thank you for this marvelous message this morning. Thank you for reminding us that it is by grace, through faith in Christ Jesus, we have been saved. It is not of ourselves. There's nothing we can do to earn this salvation, this mighty salvation that is saved, being saved from the sin that is in every one of us. Sin that destroys, being saved from the enemy that leads us into even greater sins. Only you can do that. And all of heaven, all the angels, all the hosts of heaven in the heavenly realms, they are looking down and seeing what you are doing in the hearts of sinners. 
That is, you're changing our hearts to be like Christ, to be pure. A heart that despises sin. And that's what I pray that we would today. That we, whenever we sin, we would despise it. We would hate it. And we would do everything possible to stay away from it. Whenever we're tempted to sin, that we would run the opposite way. Because you have made it clear in your word that in every sin, in every, I should say, in every temptation, you give us a way out, a back door. So there's no excuse for us as Christians to be sinning, to be sinning against you, a holy God. There's no excuse. There's no reason for it. And when we do sin, we must repent and we must confess and ask for forgiveness. And we must stop and not do it. We must do everything we can to not do it, to glorify you and to enjoy you. And that's what I pray for today. I pray that we would do this for your sake and for this whole sake of the kingdom of God. That we would bring glory to you and the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name I ask and pray. Amen.